The following program is a PodcastOne.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh-huh. All about nothing. The God dang show is over, and now we The show record. is about nothing. It's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. It is. And we're back again. Uh, babe, do you have to do that intro? I like that intro. <laughs> well, I do the same intro. I'm Mike Bell. I did. Welcome to episode number 34 of Wrinkled Not Dead. That's oh, great. Back with making my voice look bad. Yep. No, I, I, but that was again. my no, you know, like Gary Owens voice. You know. <laughs> We're back. Lauren Everts from the Skinny Confidential. Michael Bostick from the Michael Bostick Confidential. No, Michael. Can you just introduce yourself <laughs> normally, please? Like, please. I guess I'm not so confidential anymore. Yeah, you're not. Michael's an entrepreneur. And Who knew husband. when you called yourself the confidential that you'd put our whole life out to everyone in the world? Yep. Just when you thought you were confidential, you're not. Walking contradiction. We have Mike and Jen from Wrinkled Not Dead back. I will let them introduce themselves. Well, I'm Jen Bell. Apparently, last in order is Mike Bell. I'm, I'm here. I'm delighted to be here again. Back again on yeah, the show? Yeah. You can't get rid of us. No, there are godparents. We come over a lot for dinner. <laughs> we can't... A lot? Yeah. We, we can't get enough. Mike's an amazing cook. Mm. But we really use you for your dogs. Yeah, they love That's our true. dogs. We I do. use her for the dogs, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good that you do that because, uh, seriously, they're the things. best dogs. Uh, by the way, Boone took a dump upstairs, but we'll deal with that later. Michael can pick it up after his behavior. Tonight. <laughs> we love them. We yeah. do. We want to keep them. So go home. So if you guys remember Mike and Jen, they're my godparents. And while I was bartending from the ages of like my early twenties to like four years in, I was living with them mm-hmm. for free. <laughs> I well, you had no money, so what was the point of asking for any? No money. I would, you guys would give me wine. Yes. Salt and vinegar almonds. And Mike would pack your lunch or your dinner. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good deal. Just have no money, <laughs> squat, get wine, and pack lunch. It was actually fun. It was. Flaming hot Cheetos, which you, you know, introduced me to. Pumpkin rolls. Pumpkin roll. Oh, no, no, we're not going Remember to. when one night I came home from work and you woke up in the morning and there was flaming hot Cheetos on the floor, <laughs> like sprinkled right. on a trail? There I was. Like gotten drunk and like eaten flaming hot Cheetos and they were sprinkled like up the stairs. Interestingly, none of the dogs were interested in them at all. They also, would, interestingly, that yeah. still happens to this day yeah. at really? our own house. Yes. I love a good drunk flaming hot Cheetos moment. No, like rose petals, but they're Cheetos. Yeah, you sh- that's how you should have proposed. You to know me. you shouldn't be eating them if the if our dogs won't eat it because they will eat anything. They're so good. They're so addicting. But yeah, I lived with Mike and Jen for four years for free. They were amazing. Um, we had the best time. Everyone said when I moved in with them that we would fight and not have like a good relationship. And we ended up having a beautiful friendship that we're still friends and we still come over for dinner. That's because we were afraid of you, actually. No, but we never fought and we had no, we the didn't. best of That's times right. and memories of staying up late on Christmas Eve and wrapping like one oh. million gifts. That were oh. all from the Target $1 section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, Forever 21. But, but carefully packed in a giant Gucci bag for distribution. Like that was the ultimate Jen. Santa. 
<laughs> that was the most fun night. I'll never forget that Christmas Eve, though, because you were screaming. And she was just wrapping stuff, like just putting like one piece of tape over this entire gift. <laughs> and I said, oh, Lauren, we need to use the ribbon, the ribbon. And oh, she yeah. says, I don't care about the ribbon. Because I was on a budget. Like, I know. Let's be honest. I couldn't afford a ribbon. So lived here for four years, ended up moving out on my own to a place down the street. It was like a one-bedroom kind of studio place. Cute. And super cute, yeah, natural really nice. light. Very nice. And then after living on my own for like a year and a half. So Michael, I had to shack up with me. I had to shack up with you. Because, <laughs> again, you ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> Moved right in with you. No, we actually got our house together because I didn't want to move into your house. We did. We've already told how you, this story you made me move out of my yeah. beautiful place. Yep. That's okay. Yeah, get over it. But it was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. Everything's worth it with me. Mike and Jen were actually the two people that helped me with your proposal, as you remember. Yeah, you remember. they have to tell the story, though. It's an ugly story. Oh my gosh, where do we begin? It ended in heartache. I feel like we need to talk about the proposal since we just got married. We yeah, do. that's true. We do. Because as unusual as the wedding was, the proposal was probably even more interesting, exciting, and yes, unusual. Because, because Michael set up a scenario that was... Unbelievable. It was perfection. It was. Michael, weren't you going to have all of her favorites at her house? I did. I tried to get as many of her favorites. Right. You missed the fucking cheese sauce. As possible. No, I didn't get the cheese sauce because that stuff was li- liquid poison. Oh, God, it is. I'm yeah. so glad. I mean, she wouldn't be alive today to be married to you. So There was a cheese sauce in San Diego. I won't throw the restaurant under the bus, but this stuff was literally poisoned. It Lauren was literally it. the best thing ever, you guys. But tell, tell oh, us your God. plan and how we put it into action, and then we'll go from there. Well... I was talking, one of my buddies just got engaged, Mark, congratulations if you listen, and I asked him, I said, hey, when you were doing this, were you really nervous? Because I was more nervous about the engagement than mm-hmm. I was about the actual wedding. Everyone asked me during during the wedding, hey, are you nervous? I, I wasn't nervous at all. It was normal. I had buddies telling me they were throwing up before. But the <laughs> engagement, I, was, I promise, at the engagement, I was right. very nervous Why? because, well, one, it's pressure, asking someone a big question, and then two, like... Yeah. Girls put a lot of pressure on the engagement and it has to come off right and you can't screw it up and it's a big moment for them. And so I didn't want to screw that up. And um, so much of your life was on social media at the time that I wanted to do something that was much more private and intimate. And I didn't want to have the videographer pop out of the bushes and like swing out from behind <laughs> yeah. the wall. You wanted it real. Not... I think the only two people I told were, were you two. Mm-hmm, I think so. You, I think... you asked my dad for my hand. Oh, yeah, I asked your dad. Oh, for yes. Permission. Which I thought was very, yeah, not only very diplomatic, gallant. but gallant. Yeah, took him to dinner, did the wine and dined him, did that whole thing. But yeah, then I got as many of her favorite items as I could. I got you your hot Cheetos, your blueberries, your... Kale. Kale. Your, I think I had an actual like kale stock. You did. Jamba Juice. I had a Jamba Juice. I had... Um, I think you had champagne, I too. Had a lot of champagne. A lot of Whispering Angel. A lot of rosé, a lot of tequila. That was mostly for me. All that. Yeah. I wore your favorite outfit that I wear. What is that? What's that? Black pants and a, just a white button-up. You should have been butt-naked. That's my favorite outfit you wear. <laughs> so it was like this Mark Zuckerberg uniform that you're wearing, and she loves that. So I think, yeah, I, 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 she liked that. And then um, I got it. Set, I set all these candles and all, like, the romantic stuff, you know, all no. that. But all I that want Mike and Jen to, like, tell well, the leading up to so that's well, what, no, so, no, so no, 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 no. We want to start no, with no. this first. The plan was yeah. to have you... Come over here first with Mike and Jen. Have a nice dinner like you usually do. This, and by the way, this is before we were living together. So I had a place. You had a place. Mm-hmm. And then I snuck into your place and got it all set up. And I told Jen, I said, okay, get her out of there and give me a call 
when she's on the way. Stall for time. Stall for time. And now, and then Mike I let and them Jen, take it from there. when I come over for dinner, like, it's like kind of a drawn out thing. Like, first we sit in the living room and we mm-hmm. listen to Bossa Nova and we typically have a glass of champagne. Right. And then from there we'll move into, is this the dining room? I guess the... What is it? The kitchen. Well, the nook, yeah, the kitchen the nook. nook yeah. And we'll have we'll have we'll typically have like sparkling water, salmon on crackers, the salad that we dubbed the ill salad. The ill salad. Which is like this amazing like mustard dressing that Mike makes that maybe he can come on my blog and share. Happily do it. With like homemade croutons and sliced avocados. So we're eating like our typical meal, mm-hmm. we're having our rose, and then Oh my gosh. Stalling so, for time, you know, I mean, <laughs> normally it takes you 17 hours to have dinner. I mean, everybody else is done and you're still picking at it. Yeah, I take a long time. You do. You, you do. Eat and, slow. and we counted on that. <laughs> but this time you were kind of, you know, going along and you were kind of taking your time and you were sitting on the sofa. And the weird thing was, Michael kept texting me and I forgot to turn my Bluetooth off. So, so it kept beeping over, over on the jam box. And you kept saying while we're sitting there, what is that? Who keeps who keeps texting you? And meanwhile, it was Michael saying, okay, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. A play-by-play of what was going on. So you're taking your time eating, and then you're saying, hmm, you know, I don't know if I'm going to go home tonight. Maybe I'll just stay here tonight. I'm really tired. And I said, well, Lauren, no, no, no. you got to go home. We've got an early morning. And... I and mean, you never kick her out. I never kick her out. So she's like, asking. I could stay here, no problem. By the way, you guys, I was in sweats and an old men's shirt with my hair that hadn't been washed for literally a week and a half. You had a sweatshirt with, uh, you had a sweater with moth holes. Literally yeah, moth holes. Yeah. yeah. So I you're saying it's good I didn't get the videographer. Yeah. yeah. I would say so. So she says, well... I'll have another glass of wine. And we thought, oh, God, no, she won't be able to drive you out another glass. Well, we're, we're out of wine. Wine bottle clearly sitting. <laughs> yeah, there's a wine bottle behind the- my, you know, a full wine bottle behind my head. And she's looking over. I said, no, no, there's, there's no more wine. That's gone off. I don't know. We're, and then, we're, we're because desperate. Michael's slowly getting ready and then finally says, I'm ready. Make her go home now. Mm-hmm. And you just would not move. You were moving as slow as a snail, which is, you know, usually you move pretty quickly. And so you I said, sensed it. <laughs> you must have. I, we were, we thought you knew. And then you said, can I have like some more mm. raspberries? I like the raspberries. And I just want to finish this blog post because you were working really hard on your blog then. And we kept thinking, oh my God, how are we going to get her out of this place? She's not going to leave. And, and Mr. That, Desperado what were you there doing? is still interrupting the what jam was I doing? With, you were looking through, remember you were looking through well, her peephole? Like <laughs> later, but, but I, thank God there was not a camera in there to see me because I was pay, I was probably pacing back and forth like a nut. Yeah. I was just, you know, you're there. Why you're are nervous. you so nervous? I mean, the dark, you know, I can't really like sound the, I can't turn all the lights on because I didn't want you to see that somebody was in your place and freak <laughs> out. So I'm basically in candlelight dark <laughs> back and forth. But then you Even text if the me. lights were on and the music was going, I would have never noticed. No, you would have noticed something. Yeah. Something. So you text me and said, okay, she's on her way. And you guys live maybe, what, five, ten minutes away? Five mm-hmm. or ten minutes away. Ten minutes, Finally, yeah. I got rid of her because I said, Lauren, we've got to go to bed. I'm so tired. And you said afterwards that was really weird because I never kick you out. I no, mean, they always say, spend the night. You're always welcome mm-hmm. here 24-7. This is your home. 
And but I had to kick her out this time. And then I text you and said she's on the way. And then time goes by, and I'm so excited. I'm thinking, oh my god, she's going to be you know have the ring. I can't wait. Must be there by now. And Michael texts and said she's not here. Where is she? And I thought, oh my gosh, where is she? This is ridiculous. Tragic accident on the night she gets betrothed. So I can't find her. She's not showing up. I'm staring out the peephole like you a guys, creep. I had to be late for my own proposal. Oh, God. God. And then I, I start, uh, then I'm worried. Then I'm kind of like irritated. Then I'm mad. Like, wait, why is she lying to all of us and saying she's going home? I text her. Like, text, I, I text Didn't her. Didn't you think you thought I was like cheating? I was like, well, well we were confusing. Not like, with that moth hole shirt I was in. <laughs> I said, where the hell are you? Because I, I text you. And, oh, no. Here's why I thought something was weird. I text you and I said, where are are you right and you thought I was at home and you and you responded I'm at home but at the time I was sitting in your home so I'm like okay what the hell is going on okay turns out you were down of all nights you decide this is going to be the night that you're going to stay down in the garage and unpack and reorganize your entire car no I was on the phone with a girlfriend and like you know when you're in like a deep conversation in the car and you just kind of sit there and like talk in the car I was on I was on speaker in the car and we were having an in-depth conversation and I was at home essentially I just wasn't in my home I was underground this needed to come off though because I had spent so much time setting all this up and organizing this and everything in the house well you could have fucking told me to get a blowout no. And wasn't there something in the oven? You put something in the like oven. Like I was warming some things. It was yeah. a Devante pizza with the Brussels sprout salad. Yeah. I'm, I'm texting Jen like a psychopath saying, where is she? And I'm freaking out because I worry about everything. I think every, I always go to a dark spot and think, accident. oh my God, she's in an accident. Or I thought maybe you went over to your friend's house. Parking but in the underground and being assaulted. I was so excited. My hands were all sweaty. I'm sweating from my brow and I'm thinking, I cannot wait for this to happen. And we're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally, did you see her come up? I feel like the theme of our relationship is making you wait. She made me wait at the altar, too. I she made was you wait. like 25 oh, minutes oh, to our wedding. Oh, fuck yeah, I was. And I was sitting in there waiting. Like, I was like sitting. On purpose? On purpose. Oh, I couldn't be early to my wedding. That would be so off-brand. It off backfired, brand. though, because then be. she had to scramble for pictures because she almost ran out of light. So she was freaked out about that. That would be so off-brand to be like on time for my own So anyways, wedding. you finally show yeah, up. So, yeah. So, okay, let's back. So, so do you see her, when you're peeping through the peephole like some creep, you see her coming through? Well, the I saw walkway. some raggedy figure coming up in old <laughs> right. rags from a Charles Dickens book. And I said, that can't be the girl I'm proposing to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I saw her coming. She had Pixie and then she walked in and... And okay, tell us what did you see and what did you do when you walked through the front yeah. door? Yeah. I said, are you serious? Because I couldn't believe that he was proposing on the night when I didn't have a blowout and a manicure. How did you know he was going to propose when you walked in? Because there was candles everywhere. Okay, so you kind of knew. You had the vibe. It wasn't the Cheetos. I didn't see the Cheetos initially, and after I saw the Cheetos, I said yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. So, so you saw all your favorite foods, everything you like to drink. Everything. There was like her favorite items, too. I I'm think, not a big like crier. Trinkets. I didn't no, cry. You're not. No, I didn't cry either. No, because it was it was like we both didn't cry the thing the about either. Michael and I, and I've mm. said this a lot in this podcast, is that people would always be like, "When are you getting engaged? When are you doing yeah. that?" We had always like talked about where we were going in life, mm-hmm. so I was always very like, I, I between him and I, I knew, but sometimes outside noise gets in, and so when he proposed, it was like very almost expected not in a bad way but just like i knew that's where we were headed so there was really nothing like 
to cry about or be like super surprised about. It was like that was we were kind of creating a strategic future, like we talk about with Steve. All Nothing the time. to cry about besides her outfit. But, oh, but was it the perfect setup? I mean, was it everything you ever would want? You know, it was because I think if he had done it in front of people or done some big production, it just would have been very opposite of how I would have wanted it. Because sometimes I like a private, like intimate moment. I just want to be a private intimate moment, which is exactly why we did such a small wedding. It's like we actually went up and said, can you guys not do social media when we walked down the aisle? Like mm-hmm. we needed those 15 minutes or 20 minutes of mm-hmm. the ceremony to be just about us and be intimate and private. And I think in a world that's so exposed, it's really important to be intimate and to to have that privacy. So I really appreciated the way he proposed to me. Okay, so if you guys are looking for a gift for your boyfriend or your dad or your husband, you have to check out Harry's. So basically, it's a limited edition shave set that makes a great gift. It feels special. It's practical. It's something they use every day. It's a really pretty unboxing experience. Michael loves it. A good shave kit is a great gift for men. I like Harry's a lot because you get a really good shave, and I never get razor burn, which is always a problem. The products are also really good quality. The limited edition feels special, but it's also really, really practical. So I have a special offer for you guys. This holiday season, Harry's is offering the limited edition shave set with midnight blue chrome razor handle, three of Harry's five blade cartridges that provide really close, comfortable shave, the foaming shave gel that smells awesome and very manly, great gift box, and it's only $30 on harrys.com. They also offer different handles at only $10 a piece. So if you haven't heard of Harry's before, it was started by two best friends, Jeff and Andy, who were fed up with being overcharged for razors. So they went and started their own razor company to give people what they deserve. A great shave at a fair price. I love this idea. As a special deal for you guys, we have partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off your first order when you enter the code SKINNY at checkout. Okay, so free shipping ends on December 9th, so act now. Go to harrys.com right now to get the limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last. And don't forget to enter code SKINNY at checkout for $5 off. That's harrys.com, code SKINNY. So, Michael, when when did you spill the question? Yeah, was it the beginning or at the end? I like, think right when she kind of walked in. Oh, you did? Oh, Were you right, on the right away. Yeah, I got on the yeah. knee. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Aww. Is that oh, man, right? that's all right. That's unusual for nowadays. I mean, that's old-fashioned. I know. Normally, he would, like, text me nowadays. And say, <laughs> <laughs> well, so married. she walks in the door, and you pretty much said, will you marry me? Well, she was, like, shocked at first, and then I just then I did it. it I was, was all shocked because kind of I didn't have a blowout. <laughs> no, I think you were shocked because he remembered everything that you loved, and they're the little things that matter. Yes. It didn't have to be the big dinner or the cruise or this or that. It was the Cheetos. Or yes, it totally was. Everything was like $3 or $5. Or, yeah. Um, it, it was just, it was really special. And I think the first person I called was my grandma. Is that right? Yeah, yeah you called Nana. And yeah. then I called you guys and my dad and Julie. And we just really enjoyed our engagement for like two months. We didn't tell anyone. So the only people that knew were just like our close, close family. And we kept it off social media. And I thought that was something special too. We just got it to like, let it sink in and enjoy it. That is true. That I I hadn't known that about the event. And you know, of course, I'm so glad that you called us because we were literally vomiting and anxiety to make sure that, that after that all that through. everything went all right. <laughs> Did Michael call you the day before? 
Oh, yeah. When oh, we talked we about talked it. We talked a little bit, like a week before that. A week moment. before that. And then we kind of went through exactly what everything was going to happen to that evening. But everything changed because you were moving so slow and you wanted to spend the night and you weren't sure about this. And it was well, I was so curious funny. because there was these whispered phone calls between, obviously, it was Jen and Michael. But I think, what the heck's going on? Because Jen is the organizer in the family, right? And Michael's very much an organizer in your family. And so, what? Well, I was so, I mean, I was so excited. It was like I was getting engaged. It was the just so much fun. Well, you saw a relationship yeah. from the start yeah. to now. I mean, you saw when I first, I think I was living with you when I first started dating Michael. Oh, right? Or was I'm, it? No. no, no, I don't think so. No, you weren't because I used to come over to your house and you had roommates. Remember? And I would take care. Oh of yeah, you. my roommates with scabies. Yeah, yeah, lovely. <laughs> Remember that? And you were dating other people along the way, but didn't again for listeners that are just coming in. You knew Michael from way back, and Michael, you said many years ago when you were a kid that you were going to marry her. Isn't that not true? Yep. I mean, when we were like twelve. When we she were didn't told, believe me for a long he time. He told me he was going to marry me, and I was like, okay, we're 12. Let's Don't lie. We found this scrapbook, and in this scrapbook, this is a little bit crazy, a little bit borderline psycho. I'm psycho. Little stage five. Don't you Lauren actually wrote uh, like, a, like a proposal to me back then and Aww. said... It was kind of like... Like when in, she was 12. And said, so you were proposing to him? I was proposing to him. Yeah, she's, been cha- she's been chasing me for years. <laughs> right. So let me ask you this, Lauren. Did you practice writing Lauren Bostick like 50 times? When you were a kid? Not when once, because I don't love a bee. If we're being honest. <laughs> I just don't love how the bee flows. Well... You're dealing with people with Bell and Bostick. Me? We're not, but we're not excited about this. It's a, a B is a little hard to write. Like I you're gonna have to teach beautiful. me. No. Okay, well you're gonna have to give me okay. the flow of a B. But so you proposed to him when you were twelve, or you proposed? To, I proposed to him, and oh. you said, "Will you marry me when you were twelve? You were twelve. I said, it was Listen, kind of give like, me some breathing room." Oh my god, yeah. no, you didn't. You wouldn't give me any. I proposed to well, him. Well, his balls hadn't even dropped by then. I, for heaven's sake, I don't think you had balls. No, I, <laughs> Do you have that letter still? Oh yeah. We had it printed and brought it to the wedding. Oh my gosh! Oh, we still have the. It's like a like a mattress. I don't know what it is. It's, I'll show it to you. So you guys were in love when you were little kids, and then did you drift apart, or did you come together again later on? Before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break. Hi everyone, I am Brandy Glamble, and as you know, I like to share what goes on in my unfiltered life. I'm bringing you all the fun, exciting details of the lives of my celebrity guests. I ask them questions that nobody else will, and my life is crazy, and I like to share it. It's almost like therapy. So listen to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered every week on PodcastOne.com or on the Podcast One mobile app. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. We are back. Back, back, back again. So you guys were in love when you were little kids, and then did you drift apart, or did you come together again later on? I think we just, you know, we had to, we both had to go through high school and do our own thing, and then college, and like, I, I'm glad we We did. were in Tucson. Yeah, I, I went to a different state. Yeah. I was in Tucson. Shout out to all my T-Lokes. And um, I think I'm glad we did not date through high school and college because I think it was better to come back and find each other again later. We both need to go out and get some different experiences. Maybe not so many, but <laughs> for you, oh, no. not for me. But how did we're you guys connect there. again at the end? Like, so you were in Tucson, you were over at San Diego state. How did you guys connect again? Um, get ready, yeah. 
I think I would come back and visit, you know, because I had family here uh-huh. and, and friends. I'd visit and ran into each other. And then, yeah, I just kind of like, how did I, how did that happen again? I just found you. And then he I was a pursuer. Yeah. And I found her again and I would always like be pursuing her. And then I just, you know, chipping away, chipping away. I remember you were living here when you went to see Michael in Tucson and you said, I'm going to see an old friend of mine. I'll see how it goes. That's exactly were, how it was. You were very nonchalant about it. Yeah, I've been nonchalant about him for Just a while. an old pal. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to go see an f- old friend. <laughs> I want to know, though, because I feel like we just got married. We need all the help we can get. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that are getting married or in relationships. You guys have been married for 25 years? No. Longer. Tw- Thir- 33. Three years. 33 years. I think I'm thinking of your parents. My parents have been married for 32. Oh. So, 33 years, not only do you live together and you're together in in a couple, but you also work together. We actually have been together before... For 35 years. Mm -hmm. We met in the theater. So, we were both doing theater. Okay, so I want to... I don't want you to answer this question together. I actually want to hear what your answer is, and then I want to hear what your answer is. We can just speak over each other like we're doing now. No, no, no. I just... I want to hear the different perspective of how you guys have made it work living and working together for Mm. 33 years. Well, I think it helps when you meet working. So the working is already there, so you have a foundation of work. So it's not like an elephant. It's already there. Exactly. And so that's how you kind of know each other. So you've got a common ground to begin with there, a common foundation. And then you're friends and you kind of hang out in the theater. It's a very close-knit community. And you're kind of like a mini family when you're doing a play. And a play is normally six weeks long. And you get very, very close. And that's kind of how we met that way. And then we continued on through then. And it's it's not easy living with someone and working with someone. And sort of we kind of have our own different duties that we do that take us in different directions but we're we work for the same company you always say to me that you feel like this generation is quick to throw things out very quick so no one repairs anything okay so how do you guys not throw each other out well i mean like today i went through a bad day today and i was ready to throw everything out which is unusual for me but this year for many has been very difficult all over the world, financially, physically. I mean, you name it, everyone's been going through some trial and tribulation. And this has been the toughest year of our lives. And so you think after 33 years, you've seen it all? Uh Uh-uh, no. There's always something that comes out of the corner that blows you out. But the bottom line is you have to, at the end of the day, you have to say, I want to repair this. I want to make it better. This is a comfortable shoe that needs resoling. I'm not going to go get a new pair of shoes and try to break them in. And and you make it work. And that's all there is to it. What have you seen in your 33 years where you've seen people that do try to get a new shoe? How does that work out? It generally never works. It generally, they go from, if they leave a relationship, they go to another one, another one, and then eventually rest on one. But why not originally find we're in love? What made you in love in the first place? Why why does that go away? Go back to finding what made you fall in love in the first place and then stay there. Well, I think a lot of the time, the, the thing is it takes two people, you know, in a relationship to repair. And there's, I don't think there's a lot of people that are willing to compromise, right? I agree. Like I, I see there's a, there even, you know, there's a lot of people that say you have to meet me here. Or, and I'm not going to meet you there. It's like, and I think that when that happens, 
uh, it makes it really difficult. So when you, when you have people that are unwilling to work together to come to a, like a compromise and a common solution, a lot of times people get frustrated and they say, screw it, I'm done. And I think, you know, with social media and with all these things, people think there's so many different options and the, like they have this whole grass is greener on the other side thing. So people are quick to say, screw it, whatever. If you're not willing to meet me where I want to be met, I'm just going to go do something else. And I think that's never going to work out. Like you have to, you have to be willing to work together to come to a compromise. And I think you guys do that really, really well. And Lauren and I are trying to do that. I just think the thing with the social media and Instagram in particular is that you, when, when guys go on Instagram nowadays, there's every single option of every single woman right in front of their face. So what's happening is that maybe they're dating someone and they're looking at like an Instagram model's thigh gap and they're like, Oh, well, I could have this. Why am I with this? And so what it's doing is it's like dangling carrots and all, especially men's faces. And I think that it's fleeting. And like our generation just needs to really remember like what you guys are saying, which is it, things need to be repaired and worked on. It just, You just don't throw it out. But why keep starting over with something new? Because you start at the same place all the time. You never get beyond the start gate if you keep starting with a fresh new person all the time if you stay with the same person you work through life you've you come across different obstacles different wonderful things to share together why keep going back to the starting point that's what i want to know i mean it's crazy it's like groundhog day you're starting with a fresh new one every day why and everyone comes with their issues trust me what do you think is the thing that has kept you guys together working and living? Well, I'll go through the chronology a little bit of what Jen said. If you meet in show business or the theater, then you are, like she said, an instant family. But you're also um, absolutely enveloped by trust. Because everybody on a stage, trust me, look, yeah, trust me, looks, looks around and counts on the other performers to, get, to do the show. It can't be done without their cooperation, can't be done without their trust. So that's the basis of anything to do with that business. And so, yeah, it's true. There are, uh, there are temptations because the show goes on for six weeks or eight weeks or six months or however. But um, And you move on to something new and there's new people and stuff. And everybody at the end of a show will say, oh, God, we've got to keep together. With, we, we, we've got to make sure that we see each other again half the time. Most of the time never happens. But how does someone apply that that doesn't have a relationship that's based off theater? Like, how can someone out there... I think what he's saying is it's based off trust to start. So what you're saying True. is that you need to... But, and, that, and this is what the best Kickstarter there is. Because, my goodness, you are there together, and there's, there's only you and that audience out there. So, doggone it, you better help me out here. I'm looking in your eyes, you're looking in my eyes, and we are here together to do this. So, that's a big, big advantage. But, as I say, I mean, you go on after the show, and people go on to other people immediately, because they have to do the same developed trust. But in our case, it was, well, for me, and I've always said this, even on our own podcast, is that you know? I saw her. I knew it. Bingo. One of those. One of those things. Love at first sight. Yes, it was. Period. And uh, in fact, I was in another relationship, and I, and it was fairly along the way. Are you and Michael related? <laughs> <laughs> Brothers from other mothers. But we, you know, I, I knew it right away, and so I, I, I I'm sorry, but I uh, hurt the other person's feelings and needed to be with Jen. I feel like you did too. 
Yeah, maybe a couple. <laughs> oh, 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 no, he's got two. Oh, dear. We had a couple calls coming in while we were when we first got together. We've already we've already addressed my shortcomings multiple times. Let's yeah. keep the, let's yeah. keep moving but I, along. I think what you were trying to say is if you don't start in the theater, okay, how do you yeah. parlay that into regular life? True. And I think the bottom line is you kind of have to know you have to have the same sense of humor. That's important. Yeah, exactly. You want to let you like the same television shows, kind Stupid of stupid things that are little. Little. It's all the little tiny things that build up and you just kind of have a gut feeling that this is a person for me and then you go and work at it like anything like a business or anything you work at it and you build it and then you have this wonderful relationship and you decide this is a person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life okay but moving on from the early days of all that stuff that was is the foundation of our particular uh, relationship what I think is in in a generality is that um, everybody must learn not only to compromise, but to surrender to a better idea. Admit that, oh God, you know, I've been holding on to this thought for so long, and I could be wrong. <laughs> Even though in your in your soul, you, you truly believe in the concept of the way you approach things. If you can learn to surrender that overconfidence to the other person who you trust, then everybody's going to get ahead. It's like what you always say, Michael. Michael always says, whenever I, I'm bitching about someone, he says, put yourself in their shoes. Put your, get, get, see their perspective. See their side. That's really important, I think, in a relationship. Mm. When, you're, when you're having a fight or you're, you're <laughs> about to leave, to say, okay, let me put myself in their shoes and not just think, me, 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 I, I, I. Well, I try to do that with everything, business, life, just partnerships, relationships. I, I try to, you know, when, when something's not going the way I want it to go, I try to look at it from the other, the, the way the other person looks at it. And a lot of the time when I take, when I do that exercise and I take the time to say, okay, this is the way they're seeing this situation compared to how I'm seeing it. A lot of times I stop myself, but you know, that takes, it, it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of practice, and I'm definitely not perfect at doing it, but I think it's a good strategy. You could work on it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think everyone could work on it. <laughs> okay, so one of my favorite online stores is hooking it up for the holidays. You guys already know about Soul Society if you read the Skinny Confidential, and just remember it's spelled soul like the shoe. So basically, Soul Society is a shopping destination for head-to-toe looks that are super on-brand. It's kind of a one-stop shop for shoes. They carry their own brands of shoes, handbags, and accessories, as well as shoes and apparel by brands such as Vince, Lucky Brand, and Dolce Vita. They're quality pieces that are made to last more than one season at prices that will not break the bank. I mean, I can't say no to a good deal, especially when it comes to shoes, handbags, accessories, and apparel. I hope Michael's looking at my Christmas list and adding to it right now. So there's free shipping on all orders, $50 or more at soulsociety.com. Make sure you guys use the promo code SKINNY for 15% off your first purchase. That's soulsociety.com. SKINNY for 15% off. Happy shopping. I want to play devil's advocate here a little bit because I think this is all really good advice if you if you find the right person. But I think that some of this advice could be dangerous for giving advice to people to repair relationships that may not be healthy or I agree. may not you may not have synergy or may not be a fit and you're just and you see this stuff on social media and you see people in happy relationships and you're kind of trying to force a circle to be a square you're trying to force a relationship that may not it might not be a good relationship and you're trying to make it a good relationship because we're hearing this so what do you suggest for people that might not be in the healthiest relationships do they try to repair that or do they recognize that and move on 
I think that it has to be a dialogue between two people, honest dialogue. And is this going to work? How do you feel? Where are you going with this? And then you decide together and then you split. It has to be between two people because it can be more one way than the other. And honesty along the way is very important right out the right out the shoot. But I think in, in the depth of your soul, you know if it's worth working for. And I think the other person does too through the way you come together. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a dance. It's chemistry. It's a dance. It's definitely a lot of chemistry. Personally, I think that if I weren't with Michael right now, I would be single and I would be completely confident with that and fine because I really try not to let outside influences dictate what I do and where I go and where my life is headed. And I think that if you're single and you're feeling pressure because you're a certain age or just any kind of pressure, I think that you should listen to yourself. And if, if, if you're comfortable being alone and not being in a relationship, that's okay. Sure. I also think it's really unhealthy, and we'll, we'll get into the perfection thing, but looking to social media and Instagram as something of how relationships should be. I actually know a huge Instagrammer, like huge, millions and millions of followers, that was in a fake relationship with another Instagrammer that's huge because they were trying to build each other's Instagram following. So it was like a kind of like a business transaction. So they would pretend like they were in this perfect relationship and all these young girls looked up to these people. Anyways, they ended up splitting after like four years, but they both built their Instagram followings up for the sake of social media. So looking at some of these Instagram people is almost like looking at a celebrity relationship. It's some of it is not attainable. It's airbrushed. It's airbrushed. And and what I wanted to get into with you guys is you guys did a podcast episode on Wrinkled Not Dead mm-hmm. called, I think you said perfect, Perfection's a Facade. What was it called? It was Perfection, um, Chasing Perfection in the Digital Age, which is impossible. Yes. And I, I think you guys' podcast is for, I would say your demo is what, 40 and up? Yeah, 40 and up. Well, but maybe, you have a lot of yeah. young listeners. We do. In fact, we, we thought our demo was going to be 50 and up, but it turned out to be much different from that. But the the um, the particular episode that you're referring to about chasing uh, perfection in the digital age was more along the superficial lines until we got into it of retouching this, airbrushing that, statistics on every Vogue magazine has been retouched since day one kind of thing, all, all, those, all those kind of things. But now, after you've said about those two Instagram fake friends, more or less, then it, it becomes much deeper. It is deeper because like what you're saying is that Vogue's been retouched from the beginning, and mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that Instagram's being retouched like Vogue. So we're looking at these Instagram celebrities or whatever you want to call them, influencers, as like real people, but like it's still not like a real tangible thing. So people need to to recognize that when they're looking at someone's relationship on social media or, you know, the way their skin looks like we're essentially looking at Vogue back in the day. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And there's no perfect relationship. And no matter how they have it out on the Bachelorette or the Bachelor or any of these programs that make it look like Bachelor in Paradise it's not like that at all you know it's down and dirty it's Nothing's gritty it's, there's there's bad moments and good moments and there's never a solid good day so no. you're saying that I set the bar so high <laughs> that if you weren't with me you just have to be celibate and alone the rest of your life well, I mean you can think that if you want but we'll let you believe that <laughs> we'll always see you with the uh, sweatshirt with the holes in it then 
I, I am. And mustard stains. I think there was no. There was no, ketchup. Uh, no, 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 hot chili sauce stains chili, uh, too. Yeah, chili sauce stains. I love mustard them. stains, and I would have been out. Really? Why? Yeah. You don't like mustard? I do, but I'm not in for a mustard stained. You love ragdoll. garlic when I pop it. She eats garlic. Like oh skills. man! I saw that to today that you were eating. But I think you guys are lucky because you found your soulmate early in life, and then you found your way back. It's almost like a storybook. It truly is. is. There soulmates? Yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't know if there's soulmates. How much time's left on our Instagram contract till we can stop this for something? Two years. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh God! Don't even think. No, that. you are definitely soulmates. No, you're the I've real seen thing. It, you know, I mean, it's hard to tell the world how much you love each other, but you truly do. We do, but love uh, each let other. me tell everyone something. We totally love each other. But we also totally fight. And here's the thing. I think the key to that is recovery. How quick can you recover from that fight? I heard Rachel Zoe say this on a podcast. She's been in a relationship for 25 years. She works with her husband. She's built a huge empire. And she said, how quick can you recover from a fight? And that really resonated with me because him and I will be like screaming at each other. And then like two minutes later, I'll be like, what kind of coffee do you want? Black or with almond milk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we let things go really quick. I was actually, I, I went to a, a meeting today, and uh, I went into a bar that my buddy owns. We went to Home and Away today, you know, Frankie's Bar. It's in San Diego. If you guys are here, you should check it out. And uh, he didn't. He, he has three kids now, so he wasn't able to make it down to the wedding, but he was congratulating me. And one of the things we were talking about, one of the things he was saying is like, yeah, he's seen me, me and you the whole time. He's like, he'll see me and Lauren Bicker and kind of go at each other. But we drop things really quick and it's never malicious and it's never to, at the expense of making another person look bad in front of somebody else. I feel so like we get off on it. We, well, we never demean each other, right? Like we never really, we never do hurtful things. And I think that's one form of banter and uh, relationship that you can have. But if it ever crosses the line where you're trying to demean somebody or make somebody feel less than themselves or, or put somebody down to hurt them, I think that's when you have to question, okay, is this a healthy relationship or not? Like we never cross... That line, but we definitely go at it. I mean, you guys. I feel like when people hold on to stuff, and you guys can comment on what you think as well, but like when you hold on to stuff in a relationship, it ends up just hurting you, and it's giving, like, I feel like it's giving negativity more of a, um, an ugly head to rear. Yeah, it definitely feeds it, but it also is hard. I mean, you do say things to your significant other that is hurtful. Because you want a response. We were talking about this earlier. When you know and exactly what to say. Yeah. To push. You know exactly what to push. And you just want it to, I guess, to open up the wound and to start some kind of dialogue. That's why I do it. Chaos, so, too. Yeah. You and I are like that. We like yeah. to poke. <laughs> <I know. Flick> <laughs> and, you know, I'm old. I should have learned by now. But you still do it. And But at the end of the day, like you said, you come together and you don't let it continue on. No, recovery is important. Very important. It's interesting you should say that at your young age that you have learned that this early. I think I think that it's important to kind of, I mean, forgive and forget. Like, you know, sometimes people say things they don't mean when they're emotional. Like, sometimes Michael will say shit and I'm like, okay, like, no, I, I know that's not true. And I'll just move on from it. I won't, I won't fixate on it. I, I, I try to shift my perspective to something that's more positive or more... Um, more productive. Yeah, and generally when I say mean things to Michael, I'm really saying it about myself. Michael Bell, not Michael Bostick. Yeah, Michael, Michael, we've got <laughs> too many heavens. Michaels here. Too yeah, I hope. Michael Bell, my Michael Bell. Yeah. I, I don't mean it. It's just, I, it, I'm saying it really about myself. Yeah, it's and deflection. So it's just, oh, it is. We, and we all do so it. So every mean thing you say to me is really just about you. Mm, that depends on the time of day. 
It's debatable. <laughs> learning a lot here. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's it's always a learning. Yeah, you're lucky learning I recover. I recover quick. I asked my dad. I've told this before on this podcast. I said, "Dad, how the hell have you been married so long?" I love my mom. They're still married. He's married to my mom. Yeah. And he says, "Son, I can't speak and I don't hear." <laughs> I wish you couldn't speak and you couldn't hear. I'm learning. I mean, shit. I would wear shirts though, so you could see with like slogans on them. All I know is that when he was getting ready to propose to you, he was out of his mind and so nervous. And he knew from the very beginning that this is what he wanted. And he so was he good. was prepared. He, he was good when he proposed. And he was great at the wedding, too. Very sweet. What did I do at the wedding? You just were sweet. How you knew you wanted to get married. showed up. Yeah, I showed up. <laughs> Thank you for showing up. We'll have to have the person that married us on the podcast sometime. He was great. Oh. He was great. Very, very sweet. One of our best friends married us. Very nice. I think maybe we'll have him on when we go to New York. Yeah. So when you said I do, it's forever. I guess. Oh, come on. Today it's forever. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, come on. No, that's not the attitude. How long is forever? Um, What's forever? Until death do us part. What's your definition? Until this uh, Instagram contract. Well, we, just, we, just, we just interviewed, on our show, we just interviewed a guy who had a heart attack and was dead. So Yeah, we. if you guys want to hear, tell a couple episodes that uh, you guys have nah, done lately. No, this is more fun. And no, it's just Wrinkled Not Dead, and it's just, we talk about everything from a guy who survived a heart attack to perfection. The skincare episode was skincare. my favorite. Skincare, you name it, for young or old. We, we started to try to direct this into for older people, but younger people are podcast listeners, so... So That's the challenge. They are our biggest yeah. group right now. So and before we go, you, they can find Wrinkle Not Dead on Did you have another question? I'm dying for more questions. Mike wants another question. Mm. Can we, we do any? one more? It doesn't really matter. No, we're good. We're you can good. find us on wrinklednotdead.com, iTunes, Podomatic. Um, we always post it on Facebook if you're a Facebook friend, which you may not be. Um, how else can they find us? At gmail.com. I feel like the easiest way to find them, you guys, is just go to iTunes and put in Wrinkled Not Dead and yeah, definitely listen to my favorite episode, which is the skincare episode. There's so many good tips, and you guys will be obsessed with Claire. She does Jen in my eyebrows a lot, and she has great skincare tips. And she, her skin herself is, is gorgeous, too. Yeah, it's glowing. It, it, was one of, it was a wonderful interview because we went to her little tiny studio. It's, it's gorgeous, perfect, but small. And so we're kind of scrunched in there and everything else. And she had done volumes of homework. I mean, pages of stuff. And she, you know, overcame, in her case, a severe case of total nervousness. I mean, her hands were ringing and she was working away on the sleeves of her shirt. But she was determined because she knows so much that she would produce some interesting results for us. And... Thank goodness, because that really means commitment from somebody, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like we're talking about each other. This is all about commitment. We are committed to each other as friends. We're committed to each other as spouses. And she was committed as uh, a participant in our show. And that's why it's one of the most popular, because she believed in it and we believe in each other. Listen to that show, you guys, the skincare show on Wrinkled Not Dead. And you can also hear the Skinny Confidential. Me and Michael. We've, we've been t- on the show. We've been on the show, and we're going to be on the show, I think, in a couple weeks, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's almost the holidays, and it's time to get that shopping started. If you're like me, you're a procrastinator, so <laughs> hurry up. You could go old school and spend hours searching for a parking spot and wrestling with crowds in a mall. 
Or you could get it done at home, in bed, with a glass of wine and your dog by clicking a few buttons. Yep, I'm talking about Amazon. I'm obsessed with Amazon because it's like a one-stop checkout. You basically press a button and you're, you're like good to go. But not just any Amazon, guys. I'm talking about my Amazon banner on podcastone.com. So when you buy stuff through my Amazon banner, it's a small amount of the purchase that goes directly to help support the podcast at no extra cost to you. We would really, really appreciate it. So here's how you do it. Go to Podcast One, click on Killer Deals link, click on our show, and you'll see Amazon and all of our sponsors. Then when you guys click the link, bookmark it so it's super easy to use next time. It's kind of a cool way that you can help us keep doing this show for free every week. We will be back next week. We'll be on the road, either in New York or London. So We'll be podcasting from the road. We're going to try to get one of our friends to come on. They'll probably be drunk, though. So we'll see. Ask, ask the queen. We our, might be as well. Uh, yeah, maybe the queen. We didn't want to spoil it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kate Middleton. <laughs> but I, all your, the, your dogs will be with us, though, and they'll be in good hands, and we'll all have a great time <laughs> while you're away. You guys. Well, we'll miss you. And we're so happy you're married, and congratulations. Thank you. Okay, guys, remember to send in your questions to Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskHimAndHer. Send us questions to our snaps, Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick, or email us at podcast at theskinnyconfidential.com. Mike and Jen, thank you. Wrinkled Not Dead. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app.